This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. One person in hospital after car crashes in the Wisconsin River near Sauk City. They had the meat sweats. Authorities investigating a car reportedly crashed into the Wisconsin River on Highway 12 heading into Sauk. Did he go off the bridge? I Chihuahua. Dane County Dispatch notified crash at uh, 748 uh, yesterday. Uh, it happened on the Dane County side of the river. All right, so there's that, uh, what's that canoe rental thing there? Well, the, the Pickers. Right. Yeah, I don't ever know the name of anything. Over Pickers there. Patch or whatever yeah. it's called. It's a, like a U Haul canoe rental flower shop. Mm, right. Pumpkin Patch. Dan County Sheriff's Office tells News 3 preliminary reports seen indicate there was only one person in the car. 50 year old man from Circle Pines, Minnesota, taken to the hospital to be treated. Uh, the man was driving west, okay, on 12, so going in the sock, mm-hmm. right? 2019 Honda Passport hit a sign, landed in the river. The the river's current carried the car a quarter mile down river. He managed to get out. What the hell? As on the map here. The man able to escape and helped out of the water by Sauk City Fire Rescue. Yeah, the map has it like right on the bridge. Whoa! But there ain't no signs on the bridge. Oh, dude, 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 dude. Yep, I'm flying through the air. This is not good. Not good. Yep, flying through the air is not good. I'm flying through the air. Farm stand. Oh, yeah. yeah, It's just called farm stand. I wonder if he was, if if he kind of veered down. Oh, and then there's Picker's Place. I see it. Yeah, did he go down? I'll go down. Or did he go, or did he do a header off the bridge? I don't know. Because there's a nice cement railing there. I was going to say, you'd have to be quipping along pretty good to get over that. I don't know. He'd have to be airborne to get over that thing. Right. Wouldn't he? Well, you'd have to. You'd have to hit something else at an angle to be able right. to launch you over unless that. Unless it rolled, unless he was scraping, and and then the sign, what, a sign flip? I don't know what there's sign no, I don't know if there's signs on the bridge, is there? Uh, well, I'm sure there are. Yeah, I can't remember what sign. Well, they're showing it right on the bridge. That's what they're saying. But we all, fake news, <laughs> media lies. But it would be weird Unless he had a medical, unless he blacked out, and and uh, because uh, he could have veered off and went down the embankment, hit a sign. Man, that should have been your first sign. Oh man. Uh. Hey, he didn't go off the bridge. Uh. Thank he went you. off where, the, where they sell the pumpkins and the kayaks and uh, stuff. He went off right through yeah. there and then went down in the drink. Is uh. everybody at the kayak place okay? Uh. Well, the toothless lady they had on the news last night was saying they almost hit their RV. Us. Would have been bad if they'd have hit their RV. Ah, jeez. Must have been related to uh, Eddie or something. But. <laughs> hey, Clark. Yeah, then he floated down the river for like a half a mile, and he got out, hey. and they, he floated even farther down, and they picked him up. Clark, we don't want to. I don't know how he didn't sink to the bottom and go. Yeah, that's, right. that's imp- The current's got to be crazy. Uh, sure, the the uh, the flotation ability, the Honda, what did I say it was? A Honda Passport. I'm sure that water ain't that cold or ain't that warm either. No kidding. Right, a quarter mile. I would have thought uh, a car would have sunk right on the spot. But if the current's so fast, I guess. Right, so you're sinking and floating. Right. Yeah, all right. That makes sense. I don't we'll know. We'll have to put it on Mythbusters. Otherwise, like, is the Passport an amphibious 
vehicle does he drive for the Wisconsin Ducks? Was he telling jokes the whole time? <laughs> and begging for tips? <laughs> yeah, right. All right, thanks, man. Yeah. All right, so so that makes more sense. Instead of going off the damn bridge. Yep, I'm flying through the air. This is not good. Yeah. Hi, how's it going? Damn it, John. Had a pretty good morning going on. <laughs> good warm weather for December. Yeah. Getting through today, get the fish later tonight. Yeah. Then you had to read them news stories. Yeah, it's a horrible start. Now my stomach's all tight and not. <laughs> how's it going to end? Damn it. Some deep breathing I- exercises. Oh, by the way, uh, by the way, you've got six hours. They just spotted a meteorite coming in hot, so uh, get ready. Uh, hit the reset button. I've said it before. Oh. All right, it's time. All right, thanks. Have a good weekend, bye. No pumpkins harmed in the making of this high-flying accident. Yeah, so it's... Was he fiddling with the radio? <laughs> At what point can't you just... He must have went off super fast. I mean, just like, boom, boom, you're in the water. Not like you're like, oh, crap. Is that, is, that a, is that a river? What is that up there? It's moving. What is that? Is that snakes? What is that? It's moving. Dude. I, I Yeah, I know Justin's messaging. He's like, that is just crazy. I don't understand how. Right. I need to drive to Sock today. That's what I'm going to do. It's a, it's and retrace his steps, not with my car. I'm going to get out of my car and walk and figure out how uh, the hell I, it's even possible. looking for tire tracks, ma'am. Yeah. All, all the way to the grizzly end. Right. Um, I understand it when uh, the, the those two 18-wheelers went over the bridge up at um, uh, Ishnala, you know. Mirror Lake or whatever. Mirror, the Mirror Lake Bridge on the interstate? Yeah. You know, those things are so top-heavy, I get it. Once that momentum gets going, right. I understand that. That's a low steel barrier there. But uh, the Sauk Bridge? I'm just wondering how he got off there and ran into the river so fast. I don't know, but that dude, what a day, dude. What Good thing he didn't run off in the Wallersheim. Felipe would have came out with a double-barrel shotgun, blew his head off. There's no effing around. With Felipe. Yeah. It says it right on the sign. I'm just thinking about calling my insurance agent and being like, hey, uh, I had a little incident at the bridge and suck. <laughs> sure, we'll send it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we, we, you're covered with towing. We'll send the truck up. Where's the car? I believe it's stuck in the dam. <laughs> I believe it's wedged into a turban in the dam. Now, this is under roadside assistance, right? So, send out the American Family Insurance Navy. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? Hey, those two semis did not go off the bridge additional in Mirror Lake. Yeah, they did. They flipped right over the steel. Uh... No, no, they did not. Oh, they went before. The one, the one coming south went off through the guardrail. It oh, so, went between the between the concrete barrier and the trees and went right off the bank. All right, so he so pre oh, pre pre bridge. Yes, I and then s- the one going north, he went between the two bridges off and went down in between the two bridges into the lake. Okay, so Jeez. so that one flipped over the rail. No, it didn't. It went down but in the median. Oh, I see what you're saying. Between the bridges oh, oh. and went down in. So he went and down. And then he actually got hung up. So he His went. hung up. I remember those pictures. I thought that dude went right over the side. Nope. 
Okay. Neither one of them did. The well, guy I, went coming south went. He fell asleep. Well, the guy going south must have caught air at some point, didn't he? Oh yeah, he definitely caught air. Yeah, yeah, planted air. There was no trees that stopped him. There were right. some scrapes right. on the right. tree that's right. still there, but oh, he okay. went right. All right, all right. He tried then. to evil Knievel it, but didn't make it. Okay, cool. Thanks, bud. Later. Uh, but, uh, hello. He knows everything. He does. Well, he's from there, right? Right. Right. Hello. Yo. yo. Hi. Yo. Uh, I just drove past where the guy went off at Sock. Okay. Talk to me. And he's got clear sailing. <laughs> <laughs> the hell does that mean? So, so, so pre, pre over the water, clearly. Uh, that was probably when he left the road 50 yards to the river, nothing right. to block him. Right. No, I know you can veer off there. There's really nothing, no barrier stopping you there at the fruit farm, right? Correct. He went off to the right. He didn't cross traffic, correct? Correct. And okay. the sign is uh, sitting there with no uh, posts. It's just like standing on the ground. Uh, what's the sign? I don't know which sign is it. Culver's uh, or something? Yeah, I think it was like, welcome to Sox City. <laughs> That'd be great. Happy sailing. Welcome to Sox City. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the sailing capital of the world. <laughs> All right, thanks. Yep. Jeez, like, Welcome to Sock City. I think I have to drive through this to get to Sock. Hey, at least he didn't take out the damn quick trip. <laughs> Gotta haul down and take out a whole quick trip. Oh, wow. That's crazy, man. That is crazy. Timing is everything in life, right? Ah, uh, so much, I I, haven't, I don't remember this much time and pressure really. John. Time and, I don't remember this much excitement in Sock City since uh, since they took the the. Since uh, Sock Harley Davidson left town, <laughs> yeah, I was looking for something to do today. I'm gonna go investigate, dude. So uh, maybe they, maybe they. I wonder if the truck actually went. I wonder if the truck is because that's pretty shallow. I'm gonna go out there and pretend I'm, I'm in an investigative podcast and give <laughs> <get> interviews. <laughs> <laughs> Case of the missing Honda Passport. I think I see the antenna. It's either that or a Russian submarine. I can't. I can't decide. They're here. The Ruskies are here. The Ruskies are here. Well, it's a good reason, excuse to go to uh, Sauk City in the Village Pub and have cocktails. <laughs> I just did the shrug motion. Maybe. <laughs> I was also going to go to Prem Meats and see what they got going oh, on. Oh, no. Visit Gavin. No, you're talking, buddy. What else can I go What a doing? great story, though. I mean. I just, it didn't say whether they pulled it out of the drink. That's the only thing I didn't see. Yeah. I think oh, no, there it is. They I, no, they got it. it. No, they got it. I'm sorry. I just saw it. Yeah. What a day. Yep. Cranking that thing right out of the river. That thing's pretty, uh, well, yeah, clearly there's the damage from hitting the sign. The rest of it's just, uh, dude, nice commercial, I got to say, for uh, the Honda Corporation. Right? I don't know if, the, I, I don't see a airbag or anything, but kept him uh, on the right side of the water there just long enough to get out. Be funny. The low sandbar, you're just, the sandbar. You're just sitting there. <laughs> you're just standing there. <laughs> hey, it's pretty cool, man. 
You're out there posing for pictures. Like you're the last guy off the tight. The Eagles are landing. Yeah, the Eagles are pecking your face out. Yeah. People, relax. What a complete waste. We are killing it online. Have you guys checked the comments? Of cyberspace. Smoke That Skin Wagon says, you guys are killing it. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. We're internet sensations. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. Um, all right, for a lot of people, Christmas time is a joyful celebration. It's not the case for one dude in the UK, Gary Hollage, Gary's girl. Gary suffers from a fear of Santa Claus that's so paralyzing. Really? That he's scared to put up Christmas decorations every year. <laughs> what? <Where? laughs> this is so ridiculous. Um, interestingly, it's not the real life Saint Nick that gives Hollage 47 nightmares before Christmas. But rather dancing Santa figurines. What a very mm. specific phobia. Childhood trauma. Right. Let's hypnotize this mofo and see what the hell happened. It's the little weird dancing figures that freak me out. <laughs> don't don't go to SantaCon. <laughs> you might have a seizure. Well, you better not hit up a house on the rock this time of year either. You're going to have a struggle bus, man. Um, let me see. I, I have an appropriate song. What what's the name of somebody afraid of Claus Santa claustrophobic? Ah, claustrophobia. Ah, I don't know. All right, uh, uh, go ahead and crank that down a little bit. Oh, oh. Um, they are really creepy, and it's the way they move that's horrible. I can't bear it. Um, he's got Santa phobia. They call it, oh. which causes his anxiety to skyrocket ahead of the Yuletide each year. We are at peak ridiculous. As soon as the little Santa starts jiggling, I start to break out in a cold sweat. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Stop looking at it. <laughs> I know, right? Stay, stay out of the mall. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's terrible. The sweat runs down my back and my neck and my palms get really clammy. You know it would be really cool if you were his roommate? Run into his room, dress as Santa Claus, and throw him in a bur- in a bag and take him, put him in the back of a van. Jesus Christ! Just keep screaming ho 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 <laughs> all the way to wherever you're going. At. Drop him off at a Christmas tree farm. It's not enjoyable as they can appear anywhere and at any time. It is such a nightmare. Oh, for Christ's sake! Oh, he discovered his Santa-induced heebie-jeebies when he was seven. I remember going shopping with my mom as Christmas approached, and it was a no-go. If I had to go with her, I'd sit and wait in the car for her to return. <laughs> Jeez. His uh, spine-cringling fear uh, made life at school difficult, as his friends would constantly ask him to go over their house for dinner come Christmas time. Yeah. I'd have to find out if they had a dancing Santa, and if they did, I would make up any excuse and arrange to go outside with them instead. He was able to keep his secret safe, mm. so sk- kids at school never knew, and he wasn't bullied. Studies on Santaphobia are scarce because this dude just made it up. (laughs) You think of Santa, though. He is a pretty creepy dude. He breaks into your house. He takes your cookies. He kisses your mom. He watches you when you're sleeping. Makes makes out with your mom. Makes out with whoever when they're sleeping. I mean, yeah. I I understand if you you think about it too long. Let's not forget how we enslaved the elves. Right. Yeah, don't think about it too long. Don't think about it too much. Right. (laughs) You can't, or it's, yeah. Anyway, uh, there is a uh, full-blown fear of Christmas itself. 
I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce it. Uh, the phobia typically develops in early childhood and may overlap or include some of the phobias like Santa phobia, fear of Father Christmas or Santa Claus, parties, um, fear of parties, or other Christmas rituals can all feed into the general phobia. At one point, this dude's parents reportedly tried to cure his condition by buying a Santa to decorate their house with, but it backfired. <laughs> nice work there, parents. <laughs> They thought it was funny and it would help me get over my fear, but it just made matters ten times worse. Oh, good. Dude, he now he pisses his pants when he sees a Santa Claus. <laughs> Some guy in sweatpants popping out of your fireplace. Yeah, I could see how you'd piss your pants if you weren't uh, mentally prepared for that. Now, and why does Santa have to be fat, by the way? Why was Santa always fat? Where did that come from? Well, that's just it. If he's running around yeah, like he, crazy like that, you'd think he'd be thin. Right. You'd think they'd make it more believable. There was... I've seen Santa depictions where he's a taller, thinner guy. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Um, I do like the pictures of uh, every year they trot out the... When they set a the baby in Santa's lab at the mall and the kid's just throwing a fit. Mm-hmm. Those are always funny to me. I enjoy watching, looking at that. Right. Those. Well, we spend all of our time saying don't talk to strangers. And right. they're like, here, let this stranger touch right. you and talk to him. <laughs> I'm going to go run down and buy some stuff. Santa, take care. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? I could see how it would be confusing for kids. Yeah. But uh, this guy's an adult. But so it's weird. That trust factor just goes away. It's Interesting. Mm. Or the fear factor, I guess. All right. Well, uh, there you go. Oh, good good one. Weirdo. I feel normal already. Right? We thought uploading to the cloud oh. was something completely different. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. Johnny and D. JJO. Dude, today is one of my favorite days of the year. Ah. Um, it is bartender appreciation. Ah. Mm-hmm. Give ah. me. PC2. Now, every day you should appreciate your bartender, but today give them extra special love with consent, please. Come on. Now I'm just a bartender. Happy Bartender Appreciation Day. Slip me a bottle of bourbon. I would like to take this time to thank Holly and Kelsey at the Badger Tavern. Look at you shouting them out. Two of my favorites. Um, I love them so much. Uh, Jesse and the whole crew over at Brothers 3. Um, I can't pick just one. Um, But I also have to say, if we are mentioning Brothers 3, one of the greatest bartenders that ever walked the planet Mary Reed, may she rest in peace, legendary bartender. Uh, who are your favorite bartenders? Oh, I I don't know. I know their face. I don't remember. I go to so many bars, I, all of them. I salute all of you people that make me good cocktails. I don't know their names. It's kind of like how you didn't know who worked behind you for eight years. I'd like to... I, <laughs> Let me, let me tell you what happens when I walk into a bar. Uh, dude, uh, Corona. <laughs> and so uh, off we go. 
So thank you to all. Yes, no, I appreciate everybody out there. I yes, I do. I, I know do. you do appreciate. I know it. people that make great drinks and they're they're always calm, and uh, they're never in a bad mood. And uh, no, I appreciate the the uh, the service. I do. One hundred percent. Always over tip. Yeah. Um, Dylan and Jaybird over at uh, Flannel Frontier. Oh hey. I do. I have like a regular circuit. You're so good with names. Well, I get to know them. Mm-hmm. I get. I'm pretty. I'm protective of my bartenders. Really weird. How so? Uh, like if anyone so, messes with them. Yeah. Somebody I, says a discouraging word. Right. Totally. Or they give a crappy tip. Or what if it's a whatever. stranger that sits down next to you and starts bitching about the bar service? I'll be like, you best su- shut your mouth, yeah. son. Yeah. Nice. Take you out back. You ever want to come here again and you know what's what, you shut your mouth. So uh, there you go. Thank you, bartenders. Holly's probably listening to Fish right now because she's a dick like that, but whatever. Yeah, there's not a lot. I don't sense a lot of uh, arrogance in the bartending community around here. Just just good, friendly, confident service. Mm-hmm. I, I, just everybody does a great job. And, uh, yeah, when you're behind a bar, when you say you're at uh, uh, whatever, wherever you are, and it's backed up, and it's taking forever to get a drink. Mm-hmm. Just you stay calm. Chill the f out, man. Chill the f out, dude. They're doing their best, man. They only have two hands. So no, appreciate the uh, the skill set, and I appreciate the patience they they bring to work every day. I really do. I mean, that's got God. That's got just dealing with. You're dealing with <laughs> giant drunk toddlers. <laughs> you really are. So, I ain't leaving a tip. Drink sucks. Took forever. <laughs> right, because it's their fault that That'd they be, can't get anybody to work. That's you know? a great band name. Maybe the best. Ladies and gentlemen, giant drunk toddlers. <laughs> and you can wear a diaper on stage. Yes. <laughs> you're standing there. You're just standing there in a diaper with a with a with an old fashioned in your hand. Hey. No, I I'll tell you who I'd like to thank. Oof. I like to thank Courtney over at Liberty Station. She's uh, we uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we uh, communicate without even talking uh, these days. So uh, yeah, I'm on. I'm on the. Uh, uh, what's, I need a name for this. The she, Martini Mile. Uh, I was gonna say like the Martini Mafia or something. Yeah. I, I don't know what to call it, but I, she's the only one I trust to make me a good uh, Hendrix Martini. There you go. She's fabulous. Uh, we should probably mention the crew over at Dailies too. Oh, a hundred percent. Scoob the whole yeah. situation over there. We're having a Christmas party over there. Can't say enough great things. Yeah. Scoob always brings me out a nice little. He always lets me try some whiskeys he gets, and it's just it's top notch. If you've never had fish. Friday fish. Oh yeah. At uh, Daly's, the plate is as big as this control board. Yeah. It's it's like an old fashioned dinner at your mom's house. Right, and if you're real lucky, there'll be a drunk DJ in there while you're eating <laughs> with your family, saying the MF word over and over again. You mean the guys on the Golden Tea Machine? <laughs> uh, yeah, we got. Uh, yeah. Well, it we was got, funny because it was you one year, and it was me the year before. Yes, yes. We we weren't told to shut up. We were. It was we just a, get escorted to the basement. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The one year, yeah, we got told to go to the basement. Dumbing down your smartphone.
one podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe to the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. Is this, is this live? Yeah, we're live now. Hey, man. So you can't say the F word or the C word. Well, you can, but you just got to be really creative. What's that, Canada? <laughs> Boy, hey. Here's the guy. Here's the guy we've been hearing for three days and smelling for five. <laughs> Corey Marks, by way of North Bay, Ontario. Hey, man. Good morning. How are you? Dude, it's nice to meet you. It's you're, nice to meet you. You're huger in person than you are <laughs> in on the internet. In the interweb. <laughs> it's just the t-shirt. Is all your, is you're about your, to blow yeah, them sleeves yeah, right off. You did blow the sleeves off. <laughs> I didn't see your tap, man. I don't know what you got going oh, on. There's a whole bunch of stuff there. Oh, oh like yeah. It. Look at oh, that. Yeah, Jack we... Daniels. Uh, this is a memory of my grandfather. We're born on the same day, 65 years apart. Oh, wow. So, so got some Merle Haggard on there. Yeah. The Snowbirds, so they're like, for people who don't know, they're like the uh, Canadian Forces um, uh, version of like the Blue Angels. Okay, okay. I flew okay. with them in 2017. And uh, yeah, I've always been like a nut about airplanes, and I'm a pilot as well, too. So I just what? always love that stuff. What do you? He's a nut about airplanes, too. What are you certified in? Uh, single engine, fixed wing. Yeah. So um, no no uh, IFR or anything yet, just VFR. Um, but Cessna 172, I fly a, a Yak 52, which is a Russian uh, trainer, but it's fully aerobatic. So that's a lot of fun instead of flying straight and level. Um, so is that a jet or a prop? It, it's a prop. It's yeah. got the uh, you know big piston engine at the gotcha, front, radio gotcha. engine. Yeah. Um, well, that's got to sound sweet. When it that sounds thing. awesome. Oh. It sounds really cool. It's it's a it's a beautiful airplane. It's it's a tank, man. It's yeah. but it's but it's fun. It rolls and tumbles and does all that. Good you know the way it's going. Oh Ukraine, you know, the way it's going in Ukraine, they might recall that plane back. They might need it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? We actually stopped flying because it, it actually has the Russian star and everything yep. on it. So Probably we, some we, bad. We, we kept it in the hangar. We were going to tape it over and everything, you know, because we don't. Put a Jack Daniels that. logo. Over <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's actually a, a black plane with a red star. So yeah, Jack Daniels would. Like, would damn the, oh, yeah. the Russians are here. <laughs> damn. No, it's Corey. But even the way you fly it, then if you put Jack Daniels on it, and the way we fly it, then. They might think they might have drank some Jack Daniels. Right, Why not? true. There you go. Many things to consider. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. So, how did you? When did you first become a pilot, and how did you get interested in? I that? got my my pilot permit when I was nineteen, um, and then you know, I was playing hockey up there. Um, then growing up, you know, between hockey, not knowing really what I wanted to do, I I studied to get my pilot's license. So right before my final test, the the school actually shut down. So I was like, man, what the hell am I going to do? I had a couple hockey teams call me and say, why don't you come? You know, you still got a couple years left. So um, even prior to that, my first year, my rookie year, I had uh, a full ride to Ohio State University. Okay. Which at 18, I was like, man, I don't want to go back to school. So I just, I didn't even realize what that really meant then. It's like full ride. You don't even have to study when you're on scholarship, dude. I don't want to be far from mom and dad. And yeah, Yeah, and I was like, nah. Now, now I realize I've actually played uh, the arena, which was like, oh shit, that's a pretty big deal, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but after that, uh, I I was scouted out by the Royal Military College of Canada. Okay. Um, so I enrolled there and with hopes to be a fighter pilot was was the dream, and that's where I started playing music, started singing singing and stuff at, at bars, and had friends invite me up on stage, and that's where it all started. Dude, isn't that where Johnny Cash started picking and writing when he was in the Air Force? I saw that in the movie. I don't know. Johnny Cash. I believe you. If you saw it in a movie, it has when to he goes, be. When, yeah, he, when he goes to his uh, <laughs> when he goes to his audition, the guys like uh, the guys like uh, he's like uh, you got any real songs? And Johnny Cash goes, I wrote a couple songs in the Air Force. He goes, you got anything that gets the Air Force? And the guy <laughs> that was Elvis's producer, and the guy's like, nope. And and Johnny Cash says, I do. <laughs> and then he and then he sang his songs. Wow, yeah, he was a badass. Just man killed the man. Um, 
So then, uh, uh, then music just naturally, or was it kind of pumped into you? Yeah, as like, a were your kid parents or, musicians? Yeah, yeah like, like again, uh, my grandfather and I being born on the same day, um, uh, October 11th. So uh, that that week of October is uh, you know Canadian Thanksgiving. So uh, everyone would go up to to Papere's house, and uh, which is I'm also French, so that's that's grandfather and, and French Papere. Uh, we'd go there, and you know, it, all my aunts and uncles, my parents, you know, you got you got seven or eight guitars and fiddles going around the table, mm-hmm. big old kitchen party, you know, you're singing Whale and Merle, even all the way back to like Jimmy Rogers and yeah. and that, you know, that good old country stuff. So Heck it, it yeah. kind of grew on me. My dad was also a drummer, which eventually taught me how to play drums. So I started out on the drums when I was like ten. And I thought I was going to be, my, my goal is to be like, all right, I love Neil Peart, obviously being from Canada. Yes. And Rush. But then it was like, all right, I want to be like Tommy Lee, you know, like <laughs> the kind of celebrity drummer. It's a, you know, he's like a movie star in a sense, the way, uh, the way he was kind of represented and stuff. But that's kind of, yeah, how it all started for me was just singing with, with family. And a lot of my friends were, you know, I was in a metal band called Inflict by, by 16, you know, doing blast beats and all that stuff. And. But also a huge Merle Haggard fan, so it's kind of yeah, a little mix and match of everything. Totally. But I feel like we're all seven degrees of Rush. One of the first bands I remember really hearing as a rock band was Rush that, that first got played on a station in Cleveland called WMMS. It's literally the first station that played Rush in this country, yeah, anywhere in the States. And that, geographically, it makes sense. Right. And, and, you know, I could pick it up where I grew up. And you're like, whoa! What is this cosmically sounding crazy music? <laughs> right. yeah. It was it was mind blowing. Yeah, it didn't sound like anything else that was out there. You and know? those three guys make it sound like seven. You know? For it's real, just incredible. For real. What was your first uh, was your first memories of like like rock and roll, like rock bands? Oh, Do you have yeah. like a- you know? I was probably about. Uh, I guess around 10. We had this uh, called the Heritage Festival where I grew up. Mm-hmm. So it was the Heritage Festival, uh, an international air show. So we had, you know, throughout the day, Saturday to Sunday, was this incredible air show, which we had, you know, all kinds of military aircraft and civilian aircraft. It was one of the biggest in North America. But then at night, you know, from 6 to 11 p.m. were, were, were all these bands. So, um, you know, my, my memories is, is probably, you know, drive into the hockey rink with dad mm-hmm. and we would have you know, moving pictures blast and i'm air drumming and that's how i get warmed up you know it's nice like just drumming but yeah well one of my first concerts i remember was around 10 years old at the heritage festival and it was reo speedwagon dude and I, I i lost a shoe at the coliseum yeah. at the very place you're playing tonight no way. i walked out of there with one shoe after an reo speedwagon that's concert so awesome. this is so weird yeah. dude yeah it was i remember just watching them and being like that's pretty cool, but obviously, being a drummer is like, well, I want to drum to a crowd like that one day, um, and that was back in the day where you, you know, download music and you burn it on a CD. So I, mm. I would go in, the, I'd go in my parents' minivan and, and and you know, just pretend I was driving and crank Ario Speedwagon, sing every word. You I know, love but that. I would never do it in front of anybody. That's the one thing. Even my parents, you know, so I heard somebody walk in the house when I was singing. It was immediate stop. I just go to my drum kit and be like, all right. So it, it was funny in high school. That's that's kind of what happened. I was in a, the high school band and as a drummer, and no, the singers. There's a whole bunch of singers and doing the song, but then the band just stopped. And the band leader, one of my best friends, Billy Martin, and his sister Mary Lou, was like, "Who's singing those harmonies?" And I was kind of like, "Shit, <laughs> <laughs> busted." And and he was frustrated because they weren't getting it right. But then we'd start playing, and I and I didn't have a mic or anything. I was just singing over. Yeah. And then he stopped, and then. I remember Marilee looking back at me kind of, and gave me a wink. Like kind of, she knew it was me. Yeah. And after that practice, Billy's like, "I got to talk to you." I'm like, "Oh man, come on!" Like he's like, "You got to sing a song." 
I'm like, I'm not doing it. I didn't do it. I was just, I was so Yeah, so scared. nervous. I was so scared to do it. You know, and then over, over time with a little liquid courage, you know, it's like, ah, oh, this is kind of fun. Yeah. And then uh, here I am. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy because to have like stage fright like that, and it's not even stage fright, it's you're in front of your friends and you don't even want to do it or your up. family. Yeah. Uh, to get over that and now to kind of thrive when yeah. there's more people in no, front of you. Just enjoy it. What an incredible journey. It's It's been a roller coaster ride, that's for sure. Yeah. The liquid courage helped, though. The liquid courage always helps. <laughs> I don't want to sleep. I just want to keep on loving you. Yeah. Oh, my sister. Thank God for an older sister. She is a, one of the first albums I had. I'm super gay, but my pants just got a little tight. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. You've never, you, you never listened to High Infidelity. Oh, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. You, you and I are going to freaking jam Are you Speedwagon Greatest Hits? Yeah. Yes. You can learn a lot listening to podcasts. And only three countries in the world don't use the metric system. Or you can listen to this one. I can't remember where I went Friday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What did I do on Friday? I got to check my calendar. <laughs> if anybody saw me Friday, call. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. I literally have no idea where I was Friday. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. You know, I started earlier this week. I did a, a whole week juice cleanse, getting ready for the show tonight. So the Jack Daniels really hits hard and clean, dude. Oh, man. And pure. Look your dedication. Shot tonight? Enemas, juice cleanse, the whole thing, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm the only go. one drinking Jack Daniels on this tour, so. So when you're in Canada, do you have like a whiskey sponsor? I'm surprised Crown Royal isn't. In you know here. what? I'm. You know what? I'm. If they're listening, I'm surprised too. Uh, no, got no, got no sponsor. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> There's, uh, is that the only whiskey that you drink? I, I mean, it's like it's like with beer. Everyone asks, like, what's your favorite beer? It's like, I'll just, whatever's cold. Yeah. Right? You know, I just, you know, but Jack, Jack's like my go, it's always been my go-to. It's kind of cliche, but it, it is what it is. I like Canadian it. whiskey's fantastic. There's a lot of it over at Daly's, one of our favorite bars right down the road here. Oh, dude, there's I could a, talk about whiskey all day. Are you kidding a, me? There's <laughs> a great, have you ever heard of Pine, no, Pike's Creek? Yes, I have. That's a good one. That they set that one in rum barrels for a couple of years, yep. dude. That is really good stuff. It's That's crazy how they make uh, like all these different flavors. Yeah, yeah, man. The Woodford Reserve. The Woodford's dude, fantastic. I can't even. Mm-hmm. So good. So smooth. Do it neat. So we can all agree we we all love we all love whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe some choices afterwards aren't the best, but whatever. Why, <laughs> Yo, why, why, why is D on stage with Corey Marks in the middle of this song? In oh, a diaper. I don't yeah, know. In a diaper. Uh, question. Questionable choices. Yes, yes. Cowboy boots. In cowboy boots. So yeah, man. Uh, she's making out with Brantley Gilbert. Weird. All right. Uh, we're gonna play. Uh, let's play one more. Mm-hmm. Can we? Which? What well, do you I can of? do outlaws. I can't really bring any up right now. You're asking me yeah, to do give stuff. Give me outlaws. I can't give do. me outlaws. Okay. That, that is not. Give me the. Give me the story behind the get together with. Well, old, give me a, a quarter call. Somebody care Travis Tritt and uh, and Mick Mars. How'd that come well, around? So that, that was really cool. So I, I it's funny we were talking about uh, you know country radio and all that stuff too. That uh, well up in Canada, starting out as a country artist. Um, like we said, uh, it's either you know too country for country, which doesn't make sense, or too rock for country. Or whatever excuse they have, so uh, I felt uh, that's exactly how I felt. Uh, an outlaw, an outsider. Yeah, just, you know, just didn't feel good enough, man. Oh, and, uh, you are enough. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and so when we, when you know, we were, I was on a tour with a country artist called Aaron Perchett up in Canada, a good, good friend of mine, and it was actually called the Outlaws and Outsiders tour. And so when we, I forget which show it was, and after a couple Jack Daniels on the bus, <laughs> I started just singing this hook. 
you know, and I thought like outlaws were the outlaws and outsiders, you know. So the the tour was named before the song. Yes. Got it. Yes, and uh, and I thought, man, that would be a good hook. So I, I kind of started writing a little bit, and then when I when Kevin Churko came to one of my shows and decided, yeah, we're going to work together, that was actually the very first song we wrote. Oh, cool. Um, so it was it was really cool, and, and and to be honest, I didn't realize at the time. Of course, you don't you don't you never really know if the song's going to be a hit or not, you know, because who else feels that way? Sure, turns out. A lot of people do. So, um, you know, so once that happened and I got the record deal, um, you know, we didn't want just, I didn't want to have just anybody on, on this song, like, to feature. You know, it had to be, it had to make sense. And in my, in my opinion, based on what I went through as an outlaw, an outsider, if you will, well, there's guys like Travis Tritt got the same stuff. Mm-hmm. He's too rock. He's too Southern. He's too, you know, whatever. But he did his own thing. He was outside the box. Of course, Motley Crue, same thing. A bunch of wild animals. We don't have to discuss what they did. We all know. <laughs> Crazy, you know what? So, you know, and they were different uh, in their time. And then, of course, look what Five Finger Death Punch is doing. You yeah. Know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're not only kicking ass, but, you know, they were different, too. And and outside the box, not kind of following the rules. And so, um, you know, when the song was, was out and Alan Kovac from the label, of course, being the music mogul he is, um, you know, uh, the relationship between... Kevin Churko and and Ivan because of you know working on the Five Finger Death Punch records, I was like yeah I love the song so whatever happened there and he he was part of it I remember getting a, a FaceTime at like midnight because there were three hours behind and and I'm thinking Kevin Churko was calling me I'm like what the heck so I roll out of bed but it was Ivan Moody he's like hey Corey what's up dude I'm like holy shit <laughs> right like, thanks for letting me be part of your song man I'm like what he's like yeah we're in the studio cutting out laws and outsiders right now and. So that was like pretty pretty crazy, and then I, I found out that Travis Tripp was going to be on it, and that he really loved the song. Um, and then I got a call from Kevin a, a couple of weeks later saying that Mick loves it too, and he's going to do the solo. Jeez! So I was like, holy shit! Yeah, Let's see what happens. Yeah, that's and so boom, rad. My first, my that would take a minute ten. to uh, absorb. Right? You gotta... It was it was pretty, you know, especially telling Dad about it. He's like, oh man, wow, like you know, like how did this happen? Yeah. And you're like, I'm still figuring yeah, it out. I don't, I don't know yet, man. <laughs> we turned down offers from Bono and Mick Jagger to sing on the record, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we've, yeah. we've 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 chiseled it down to three guys. Yeah, here they it. are. But that's it is it. important. I mean, the credibility of the yeah. song relies completely on who's in it. Totally. You know, you can't be. I mean, I know everybody say what you want to say about Nickelback, but they are mainstream. So even if Chad Kroger was like, okay, I like that song, it's like, eh. But you're not an outsider. You got to be an outsider to right. be in there. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. You seem to be a guy who's in the right place at the right time a lot. You ever stop to consider that? I mean, I know you work your ass off. You make your own opportunities. But, man, you you are uh, – and, and you're very, very good. I mean, oh, thank you. Me, there's no luck involved. But chance is, I, I but, think chance is involved to a, a certain bit. extent, a isn't bit. it? Like, For the who most hears part, you? I, I feel opposite to that. I'm always in the wrong place. Well, not in this case. You know, uh, not in this case. This is perfect. This is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. No, it seems like you're, uh, you know, having known you for ten minutes now, and uh, <laughs> it seems like you're like uh, very humble and grateful for your opportunities. I, I really and, am. Like, especially, like, you know, even you guys having me in here today, it means the world. Um, you know, because like I said, when I started my started my career, the first, I mean, still grinding and it's still tough. But so when when I, you know, when I get love or. I'm loved. It's it's easy to love back, right? You know, and give that respect back, and and just you know, be grateful. The JJO Morning Show podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, six till ten a.m. on ninety four one JJO, or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D. 
Nowhere but JJO.